the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 3 a.m. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I am Michael Harrington in Washington. Maine's Environmental Commissioner has suspended a permit for a 145-mile electricity transmission project in the western part of the state. The commissioner's decision comes after Maine residents rebuked the $1 billion project in a referendum and developers suspended construction under pressure from the governor. Opponents called on the commissioner to uphold the will of the people after the referendum vote. But developers wanted her to wait until a court rules on the referendum's constitutionality. That's correspondent Jeremy House reporting. A security guard has died after being shot while protecting a San Francisco Bay Area TV news crew. KRON-TV says the station is devastated by the loss of Kevin Nishida. He was a former police officer. This is SRN News. Larry Elder believes we aren't done with litigation. Joe Biden put out a, a post, and it said something to the effect of, when is Donald Trump going to condemn white supremacy? With a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse right next to it. If that isn't implying that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, I don't know what is. FBI investigated him, could not find anything on his social media that suggested he was a white supremacist, belonged to the Klan, anything. So hell yeah, he can sue. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. Sunny and a high of 35. Then tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 45. Join us for an evening of discussion and debate moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's the Minnesota Leadership Forum brought to you by The Patriot and Minnesota Family Council with support from Morris Law Group. Join us at Providence Academy in Plymouth on Wednesday, December 15th. It's AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow. 
for any questions or comments. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, uh, if you go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, I do have the live stream up and going. Uh, I apologize if it does skip or interrupt every once in a while. I've been getting some feedback from listeners, both Mitch and myself, that the live stream has a tendency to skip at times. No idea why that is. Hopefully it's uh, rectified. But it is up and going. I'm waving to the camera right now. So feel free to comment on that comment section as well if you have any input. Uh, No guests today, so we are wide open for phone lines. Again, 651-289-4488. The issue we've had previous Sundays is I'll be talking about a topic for a segment or two, and then a listener will call in the following segment, want to talk about that topic, but unfortunately we've moved on to a guest, so there really is no way to readdress that topic. But because there are no guests today, we're pretty much leaving it wide open to any of the topics I'm discussing here or any uh, other items that you want to opine. Uh, that includes you, Consigliere, anything that's uh, weighing heavy on your mind, of course. Got it, got it. Thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll come up with a good one. Yeah, right. So uh, we hope you all had a blessed uh, Thanksgiving. That's probably the motivation, or I, not the motivation, but the reason that I don't uh, have a guest today is because, you know, it is a holiday weekend. People are kind of, you know, winding down just to try to gear back up to get back into the swing of things tomorrow. So uh, no guests today. But definitely a lot to get to, so uh, we will uh, we'll definitely uh, get to as many topics as we can. And as a radio host, that's the one thing you you always strive for, to have so many topics that you can't quite get to them all that you leave some on the table. Well, about a couple of hours after my show went off the air last Sunday... We heard of a disturbing story out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. Now, keep in mind, this was just barely more than 48 hours after Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of two different homicides in the uh, you know Kenosha, Wisconsin incident that took place in August of 2020. Rittenhouse was brought up on five different charges, including a couple of charges of homicide, was acquitted. 48 hours later, this incident happens in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This was the initial AP report. Yeah, go ahead, John. just want to clarify. Waukesha. I've got family over there. It is Waukesha. 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 I appreciate that. Yes, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I, I meant to look up a, a, on YouTube if someone had a pronunciation. I've heard there. lots of Waukeshas. It is, it is Waukesha. Waukesha. Appreciate that. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, the and, and again, this is the initial AP story. Now, I want you to maybe pay attention, see what if you could notice any anything that stands out perhaps any discrepancies. The SUV driver who plowed into a Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee, killing at least five people and injuring 48, was leaving the scene of a domestic dispute that had taken place just minutes earlier. Waukesha, see, I did it again. Waukesha, uh, Waukesha's police chief said Monday. Police chief Dan Thompson, he the police chief of Waukesha, I got I to gotta practice it. <laughs> said there was no evidence the bloodshed Sunday was a terrorist attack or that the suspect, Daryl Brooks Jr., knew anyone in the parade. Brooks acted alone, the chief said. Brooks, age 39, of Milwaukee, had left the site of the domestic disturbances before officers arrived and was not being chased by police at the time of the crash, according to the chief, who gave no further details on the dispute. Police said they were drawing up five charges of intentional homicide against Brooks. Now, this story came out 
I think the morning after on November 22nd. And a day or two later, we learned that an eight-year-old boy had uh, succumbed to his injuries uh, after being run over by this uh, this Brooks. So six people have died. So obviously the charges will be up to six uh, charges of intentional homicide. And the video doesn't lie. He's likely to be found guilty and obviously will never see the light of day again. Well, I, I told you to maybe pay attention to this opening excerpt from this AP story because the narrative was set from the beginning that he was fleeing a domestic dispute. And they always refer to the vehicle, the SUV, you know, SUV uh, uh carnage or or whatever. And the thing that was interesting to me was that this was the early narrative that media types clung to. Is that, well, this was, he was fleeing a a domestic disturbance, just kind of leaving it hang out there, as if to imply that he he was caught up in a pursuit by law enforcement, which this AP story then came behind and clarified, no, uh, he was not being chased by police at the time of the crash. But there were some outlets that were reporting that he was. Because, you know, there have been some tragic accidents due to police chases. Well, the uncle, I forget the gentleman's name, the uncle uh, of... Darnella Frazier, remember Darnella Frazier? She was the one who recorded the infamous video of George Floyd being under the knee of Derek Chauvin. Well, Dar- this Darnella Frazier's uncle was killed during a police pursuit. In fact, he was an innocent bystander. He was driving his vehicle, and while police were pursuing another vehicle, they broadsided him, and he ended up being killed. And the police officer was brought up on charges, and they're trying to stem the tide of these police chases because they can be unsafe. So because they just kind of left it hang dangling out there, you know, he was leaving the site of a domestic disturbance, the implication being he was being pursued by police. And so, oh, look at this, bad cops, bad police again, uh, causing this, you know, uh, this resulting in an accident. As if somehow this excuses the driver, this Daryl Brooks. But what was interesting is you'd, this was on, of course, the heels of Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which, what, John, is about an hour or so away from Waukesha? As far as, if, if uh, they're in the same, yeah, generally about an hour or something like that. Okay, okay. Give or take. So one of the first things I saw on Twitter, and Twitter's the worst place to be in the aftermath of a big news event because everybody wants to politicize everything, and it's just so nauseating, is, wow, look at that. Karma for people of Wisconsin. They got the Rittenhouse verdict wrong. They let some white supremacist get away with killing people. This is karma in action right there. I mean, six people were killed, including I think three of the individuals were over the age of 70. So some elderly people were killed in this parade. And you're telling me that was karma because in your opinion, they they didn't. Lock up Kyle Rittenhouse, throw away the key because Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't fit your te- he he fits your template perfectly of a of a white supremacist. See, this is this is a situation where the media 
didn't scrutinize this Waukesha case as much as they did with Rittenhouse. And had they just put a little effort behind this, they would have ascertained that this Brooks had some pretty inflammatory social media posts. I mean, that's really what a lot of outlets do these days when there's a alleged perpetrator in a crime or when there's arrest made in a crime, they go look at that person's social media. Remember what they found with Kyle Rittenhouse? He was a supporter of the cops. He had like hashtag blue lives matter apparel or something in some of his social media posts. So they say, well, look at that young white kid carrying a big scary gun to Kenosha, Wisconsin, where there was a big protest protesting police brutality in the Jacob Blake shooting. And he's a supporter of the police. Connect the dots. He was there to seek retribution for the cops that he so that he so anoints, that he so adores. And then they tie that to white supremacy. But yet, this Daryl Brooks, black man, who had some very severe, and I'll get to that the next segment, very severe anti-white social media posts, some which called for violence against white people. Why wasn't that trotted out right away as a possible motive? I mean, to this day, because Daryl Brooks hasn't come out and said anything about this particular incident, you have news media outlets just throwing up their hands and saying, oh, we may never know what happened, or why, or not what happened, why he did this. But it's just a tragedy all around. So you don't want to speculate on this case like you did the Rittenhouse one because Rittenhouse is a supporter of the cops and he was at a riot in Kenosha, Wisconsin that was erupting because of a police shooting and therefore you play your little connect the dots game and say, well, Rittenhouse pro-police guy and they were there protesting police brutality so he crossed state lines with a big scary gun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit later, too. Kyle Rittenhouse had to sit down with uh, Tucker Carlson, his first uh, interview since being acquitted. So the media does not address this Daryl Brooks case with the same curiosity, journalistic uh, integrity. I know that sounds like a, kind of an oxymoron these days, but there are some good journalists out there. I don't want to pigeonhole everybody. But we'll uh, we'll come back. A little bit with that, some of uh, Daryl Brooks' social media posts that could give some insight to who this person was. And some are questioning, why was he even free to roam about? I mean, he just recently was in jail for beating up his girlfriend and, wait for it, trying to run her over with a car. Why is he even allowed to be out and about? Well, that's another big controversy that if the media had just a slight bit curiosity, um, we could probably ascertain why he was out and about. But it doesn't fit certain media templates. And so, therefore, they're just not curious enough uh, to, to go forth with it because they, they might be afraid that conservatives will pounce. That's the biggest sin in, in, in the media's eyes today is conservatives pouncing on some sort of indiscretion, not the indiscretion itself. We'll come back with that and uh, take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. This is hashtag N-A-R-N Show. No, this is not Money Matters with Alan Mike, despite what you're hearing from the theme song. This is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. 
that I used to know Folks never adjusted to the great big world Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in on this uh, live broadcast on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Talking about the incident in Waukesha 
Wisconsin last Sunday. It happened literally two or three hours after it went off the air. So uh, there's been a lot of developments, a lot of a very fluid situation, uh, made even more confusing by uh, media narratives, which is always very infuriating because people want to be first instead of want to be correct. And I think uh, being correct would probably be the uh, higher priority, don't you think? Uh, we do have a phone call that we want to uh, get to. Bob in Shoreview is on the line. Bob, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. You're on. Thank you. Uh, this whole idea of karma is supposed to be like some impersonal force in the universe that carries out justice against evil acts, evil deeds. But to, these people are saying that an eight-year-old little child who had a skull fractured and all sorts of injuries and then died a few days later, that mm-hmm. he's being punished for something that some governmental leader did? That's totally insane. You know, if, if you listen to these mainstream media people saying stuff like that, they're going to make you insane, too. If you listen to insane people, you eventually will become insane just like them. That's all I got to say. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I, I tell you, I wouldn't listen to them uh, unless I needed fodder for a radio show, that is for sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. But this is the, this is the American left. A lot of these people who are secularists, not all, not all leftists are secularists, not all of them, okay? There, there are plenty of folks who you know, believe in a, in a higher power, Go to church regularly. That you know have a leftward bent to their politics, but yeah. It, it, but when you're talking about the radical left, the secular progressives, politics is a deity to these people, and so that's that's the lens through which they view this. You know the thing, right? Exactly right. I absolutely know the thing. So if they are able to tar Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist because he had hashtag. Blue Lives Matter apparel in some of his social media posts, then how is it that this Daryl Brooks, a black man, wasn't a flaming racist against white people and Jewish people? Uh, He wrote in social media posts like uh, last year, this was a week after George Floyd died, uh, talking about police. He says, learned uh, taught behavior. So when we start back, B-A-K-K, knocking, K-N-O-K-K-I-N. White people, the bleep out. I don't want to hear it. The old white people, too. Knock them. T-F out, period. Interesting how he brings up the old white people, too. I mean, how many... I think there were at least three people over the age of 70. May have been of the six victims that died, 40-plus injured. But of the six people that died, I think three of them, at least, were over 70 years old. So he invokes old white people here too, and then he invokes a uh, Hitler meme about who the uh, who you know who the uh, real Jews were, and all all sorts of other uh, very racially inflammatory social media posts. We may never know his motivation for what happened because he just won't tell us. But you can cast aspersions on a seventeen-year-old white kid that has hashtag Blue Lives Matter apparel in social media posts. A 17-year-old white kid who was scrubbing graffiti off the sides of buildings during this Kenosha unrest. A 17-year-old white kid who was on videotape saying what he was doing there, that he wanted to administer medical help. Because, you know, he's seen this unrest before. And there are occasionally some people who are injured in these riots. And let's call them what they are. They're riots. 
Initially, they may turn out to be protests, but then they turn into riots. And he wanted to issue some medical help because this Kyle Rittenhouse was learning to be an EMT. But we can't take him at his word. But this Daryl Brooks, we may never know what what his motivation was. Well, again, if if you're going to be consistent, then just look at his social media posts. See, this is... I'm convinced that these media outlets don't broadcast this kind of stuff, what they find, because they're afraid of conservatives might pounce or it might inflame white supremacists or whatnot. And as our friend Mitch Berg says, you know, uh, Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, whomever they're calling, they got the political clout of your local bowling league. But yet the media insists on propping them up as something bigger than they are. So, I, I mean... The one aspect of this case that I talked about leaving off last segment, I'll get to this real quick. This is from John Sexton at hotair.com. Daryl Brooks was out on, get this, $1,000 bail after assaulting his girlfriend and running over her with his car. Um, kind of seems to be a kind of seems to be a pattern here, don't you think? But he was let out on $1,000 bail. And I'll just uh, read a couple of paragraphs here real quick. As you may have heard by now, the man who ran down and injured 62 people in a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, had been released on $1,000 bail just two days earlier. Monday, District Attorney John T. Chisholm, who is a progressive proponent of bail reform, imagine that, released a statement which read, the state's bail recommendation in this case was inappropriately low in light of the nature of recent changes and the pending charges against Mr. Brooks. Little cover your took us on that uh, statement, I'd say. Uh, the statement continued, the bail recommendation in this case is not consistent with the approach of the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office towards matters involving violent crime, nor was it consistent with the risk assessment of the defendant prior to setting bail. A report uh, the other day by the New York Times backs up uh, the claim that the inexplicably low bail for Derek Brooks was not part of the DA's push for bail reform, but was essentially a screw-up. So basically, lower-level attorneys are going to get thrown under the bus over this one. So, uh, oh, and by the way, I think this bail was set at $5 million for this uh, for this incident in Waukesha. So, yeah, it's highly unlikely Daryl Brooks will ever see uh, the the light of day again. Uh, after this, that's for sure. Obviously, he's going to get his fair trial, due process, innocent until proven guilty. I get that. But from the videotape, it's really hard to re- look at this any other way. And you can you can almost guess what some of these media people were thinking because they're so quick to jump on white supremacy and white nationalists and white terrorism and, and everything else that if the race was reversed in this one, if Daryl Brooks was a white man, they wouldn't have been hesitant to throw up all of his uh, inflammatory things he was saying on social media and, and and whatever else. But because they're so afraid of conservatives pouncing, because this isn't just about a black-white issue. This also has to do with criminal justice reform. This also has to do with this absurdly low bail in bail reform. Look, There are multiple things that can be true here. Letting a violent offender out on low-level bail is a 
can perpetuate violent crime in the short term. But absurdly high bail for, say, low-income offenders, you know, that could hamper crime, obviously, in the long term. So, yeah, there, there definitely has to be some reform. I don't think there's any question about that. But it can't just be a broad-brush statement here. You have to look at the individual case, and that's what this uh, district attorney, this John Chisholm, was saying. By the way, a Soros-backed district attorney, from what I understand. So you can kind of see where, where they're going with this. So this this was this whole handling of this case was a was a huge screw up, and again, in the aftermath of uh, the Rittenhouse saga, which we'll get to in the next couple of segments, because I I got some sound clips I want to play in the next couple of segments with his sit-down with uh, Tucker Carlson, and a whole other layer to that. But the media so botched the coverage in this that they, they, just can't, they just can't get it straight. And you could tell from the outset what they were going with. You know, the, it was really hard to deflect all the responsibility from Brooks, so they start out by saying, well, he was being chased by police because he was fleeing the scene of a domestic disturbance. That, that wasn't true. That's not true. And he deliberately went right through this parade route. And if we read his social media posts, again, about the inflammatory things he was saying about white people, then why can't you at least play your connect the dots game with that media? I mean, it's a rhetorical question. I, I know why, because this, this doesn't fit any templates. This has been a bad couple of weeks for the media because those who actually watched the Rittenhouse trial saw video evidence, saw that he had a solid case of self-defense. Even far-left attorney uh, Jeffrey Tubin, who's on CNN, even had to acquiesce to the fact, well, he's got a very strong uh, self-defense case. And then people were saying, well, if Kyle Rittenhouse was black, well, funny you should mention that. Just hours later, Andrew Coffey the fourth, young man out of Florida, who was accused of shooting at police, was also acquitted. And then the situation with uh, Daryl Brooks, where we may never know why he did what he did. So definitely a bad couple of weeks from a media that's perpetuating really bad couple of decades, if you think about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it. But there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. High school sports are as American as apple pie. 
And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Any comments or questions? And thanks as always for tuning in. Hope you had a uh, blessed Thanksgiving. I think my streak of uh, turkey dinners is going to come to an end this evening. I think it's been three days in a row, Thursday, of course. Thanksgiving gobble, Day. gobble. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Friday and Saturday. How may I help you? <laughs> I know exactly where that sound bite was from, and I think we have to stop it right there. <laughs> you can start by, no, no, no. Why don't you want to start uh, reciting those lines from planes, trains, and automobiles? Uh, one of the best Thanksgiving movies. Uh, out there. Just an aside, I uh, usually around every Thanksgiving I post a quote from that movie. Like uh the other day I posted uh you know our speedometer has melted and it's hard to tell with any degree of accuracy how fast we were going. You wouldn't believe the people who don't know where that comes from. It's like, oh my God, you had a car fire? When did that happen? You know, it's like no, no, you know, I just I don't even respond. I just let it go on and on. Some people get it, some people don't. You know, it's like, wait a minute, how could you tell how did you uh how could you even be driving the car if you had a car fire? You know, just all that kind of stuff. So I use the radio as clear as a bell. No, oh, yeah. Year round, year round. Or oh, it's, like, one. it's like, uh, and I think one year I used the, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can't uh, get a train out of here unless you hog cattle or something. Uh, people train got a stubble, and someone said, uh, oh, my God, I know so-and-so who lives in Wichita. You should call her, you know. <laughs> and, of course, I reply with, are you saying I could be stuck in Wichita? <laughs> so I have a lot of fun with it. 
Uh, <coughs> anyways, I digress. So I mentioned at the outset that Kyle Rittenhouse, who was acquitted of five charges, including two uh, charges of homicide, in the uh, shooting incident in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in August of 2020, uh, this uh, set people on their head, progressives in particular on their heads, over the verdict. But if you were watching the trial and you saw the video evidence, I really fail to understand how you can come to any other conclusion than it was self-defense. I, 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 I'm struggling to, to understand that. And if you're one of those people, 651-289-4488, I'd love to hear the rationale. But uh, Matt Margolis at PJ Media wrote a piece uh, entitled, The Media Just Can't Stop Lying About Kyle Rittenhouse. And this was written in, within a couple of days after the uh, not guilty verdict. Uh, when it comes to the leftist media, there seems to be an unspoken rule to never abandon the narrative, even when it's proven false. Boy, isn't that the truth? They were just doubling down on everything. Uh, anyhow, uh, we've seen this before, of course, even after it was proven there was no evidence that Trump colluded with Russia in 2016 and that the entire narrative was cooked up by Hillary Clinton and her allies. Some refused to give it up. And now the same thing is happening with Kyle Rittenhouse. For many months now, the left has believed that Rittenhouse traveled across state lines with an AR-15 with the intent of using it to shoot rioters and looters dubbed peaceful protesters by the media. The trial established this was not true. Yet on Sunday, this pat not today, but a week ago, CBS's Face the Nation reporter Mark Strassman claimed that Kyle Rittenhouse came to Kenosha, quote, armed for battle, close quote. Rittenhouse drove in from Illinois armed for battle. He knew out outrage already ran high, Strassman's voiceover is heard saying. Two days earlier, a white cop had shot a black man seven times in the back. The officer was never charged. I mean, this is the height of irresponsibility right here. Just if, if you had didn't have one iota familiarity with this case, you'd have no clue what was going on from that. As if to say the white cop shot the black man just to watch him die. It's not what happened. And you could argue that the whole unrest in Kenosha began with erroneous reporting. By just saying cops shot a black man in the back eight times. What they failed to leave out was that they were there because police were called because this Jacob Blake, the black man who was shot, was involved in a domestic dispute. When police tried to question him, he walked away from police, and police then tried to tase him. When that didn't seem to slow him down, he got into his car, reached for a knife, which is considered a deadly weapon, and guess what? Police used what they had to use to stop the with to stop uh, an attack, potential attack with a lethal weapon which was their firearms. Because people say, well, why, don't you why didn't they just tase them? They did. Didn't have any impact. But you, don't, you hardly ever hear about that, do you? So I say all that to say uh, Stephen Colbert is not a serious person. Let's be honest. Uh, he's not even funny anymore. Now that he's not a guy who's parroting a conservative like he did on his Colbert show, what was it called, the Colbert Report or whatever the heck it was on Comedy Central, uh, he, he's... Now that he has to play a straight guy trying to do comedy, he's not even that good. He's not funny. So uh, he weighed in on the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict on his program this past Monday. Of course, this was the first uh, broadcast they did. I think they did one on Friday, that, the day the verdict came out, but they didn't have any time to put something together that was funny. So I guess they needed the weekend to put this together. Anyway, Stephen Colbert reacting to the Rittenhouse verdict. 
Big news on Friday was that after being accused of crossing state lines, killing two people and wounding another last year during a Black Lives Matter protest, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all counts. Okay. The barking, clapping yeah, seals. Yeah, okay, cards on the table. I'm not a legal expert. Correct. So I can't tell you whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse broke the law. He didn't. But I can tell you this. If he didn't break the law, we should change the law. So there's the barking, clapping seals in Colbert's audience. Uh, just an aside, if you recall, um, this was, uh, I think, May of 2017. It was Donald Trump's, within the first few months of Donald Trump's presidency, he fired FBI Director James Comey. This was after, uh, I, I don't know what, I don't recall what the specific rationale was, but of course James Comey was also FBI Director when uh, about, a week and a half before the election, said he was opening, reopening the investigation into the Hillary Clinton email scandal because he said there were some new emails that came to light that he wanted to look into. And some say that Comey's action determined that a lot, uh, planted some seeds of doubt in, to some voters to either not vote for Clinton, to stay home, or maybe switch their vote to Trump. And they feel like that that swung the election to Trump. Did it have an impact? I'd be shocked if it didn't. But to say that was the deciding factor, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Hillary Clinton was an awful candidate, but she could use Comey as a scapegoat. So when Colbert, fast forward, you know, to when Trump was president in May of 2017, when Colbert announced that Donald Trump fired James Comey, the barking, clapping seals in his audience started clapping and applauding it. And he's like, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing because... Uh, because because Donald Trump fired him, so anything that Trump does bad, Orange Man bad. So that just shows you what uh, me- uh, mental midgets these people are in Colbert's audience. Uh, because everything Colbert said there is wrong. People are obsessed with this crossing of state lines. And this tells you that they didn't pay a bit of attention to this case. The firearm was located in Kenosha, so he didn't cross state lines which, by the way, from where Kyle Rittenhouse lived in Illinois to Kenosha was like 15 minutes. I mean, Gage Grosskreutz drove twice as long to get to Kenosha, and he had a firearm, which because he was a convicted felon, he had a record, he had no legal right to own. But why aren't we focusing on that? Why is that not being the focus? Gage Grosskreutz was, of course, the dude that got his arm blown off by Rittenhouse when he admitted to pulling a gun on Rittenhouse and said, yeah, he didn't fire at me until I pointed my gun at him. He but, flat out admitted this. But, yeah, we're not speculating. We're not, we're, we're not scrutinizing Gage Grosskreutz actions. So Colbert got basic facts wrong. The firearm was in Kenosha, which, guess what? Kyle Rittenhouse was legally, had, had a legal right to own, and he also had a right to self-defense. Now, Colbert says, look, I know nothing about the law if this if this was the correct verdict, okay, so be it. But we ought to change the laws. So what he's saying is if somebody points a gun at you, you have to think about, wait a minute, I came across state lines. I have a long, scary gun. Ah, this may be against the law. I better just take, my, take the bullets and hope I survive. I mean, Stephen Colbert is basically saying you have no right to self-defense. Or you shouldn't have a right to self-defense. We need to change the law. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just absolutely 
just gobsmacked at the idiocy, sheer idiocy that we get on these light night shows. And I get it. He's supposed to be a comedian. He's supposed to be an entertainer. But he's not funny and he's not entertaining. So what's left? He's got to try to lop up the applause from his audience. You know, it's kind of like when you throw fish at seals in the in the zoo, you know. They bark and clap for it, and you give them a little morsel. And that's what he was doing, want some applause. Well, if if, if this was the correct decision, eyes, eyes of the law, we need to change the laws. Okay, Steve, what are your ideas for changing the law? When someone points a gun in your face, you can no longer fire back at them because you've got a bigger gun than they do? And that just isn't fair? I mean, seriously, what, 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 was, what should we change the law to? I don't even think he knows. I think he was just saying that garbage because he wanted some cheap applause. Maybe stroke his ego a little bit. So, as I mentioned, Kyle Rittenhouse did uh, grant a sit-down interview with uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News. Tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll play that uh, clip. And, again, be available to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You have your doctor and your dentist. You even have your trusted mechanic. But who's your plumber? Hey, it's Troy from Champion Plumbing. We'd love to be your trusted plumber. Take your water heater. Problems always happen at the wrong times. Call Champion Plumbing, and we can usually install a new water heater the same day. We have over a 1,000 five-star reviews at championplumbing.net. So the next time you're asked, who's your plumber? Just say Champion Plumbing. Find us online at championplumbing.net. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. 
Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Uh, we do have some uh, clip, more clips we want to play. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse sat down with Fox News's Tucker Carlson uh, within the aftermath of the not guilty verdict where he was acquitted on all five charges, including two charges of homicide. Uh, We all know how inept the prosecution was in this case. I mean, if you just watch the case, you knew they were in over their heads. But to be fair, the only reason they were prosecuting this case was because of political pressure. This case should not have been brought to trial. Shouldn't have. But because Kenosha was under a microscope, in large part due to media misinformation, I mean, not to minimize the uh, Jacob Blake getting shot. Shouldn't have happened. Okay, that in and of itself deserved a lot of scrutiny. But the way it was reported certainly didn't help matters. Okay? And so this case was brought to trial. And Kyle Rittenhouse, I'll tell you what, for an 18-year-old young man, I think acquitted himself very well. I can't imagine what I'd have been like 18 years old being a nationally known name and not for the best of reasons, I'll say that. But this was an interesting tidbit that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had on his initial legal team, the attorneys that he initially sought when he was charged back in 2020. They were no longer working for him a few months after that. But listen to Kyle Rittenhouse talk about uh, his initial attorneys, how they handled this particular case. Uh, cuts number one and two, or two and three back to back here, John, if we got those ready. How long were you there? I was in jail for 87 days, and this goes as follows in with Lynn Wood, who Lynn Wood was raising money on my behalf, and he held me in jail for 87 days, disrespected my wishes, put me on media interviews, which I should never have done, which he said, oh, you're going to go talk to the Washington Post, which was not a good idea, along with John Pierce. They said I was safer in jail instead of at home with my family. And then after I'm billed... Your lawyer said that. My lawyer said that. John Pierce and Lynn Wood. 87 days is a long time to be in jail. It, it was it was very long. I lost a lot of weight in there. I, I, I since then gained it back. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, but 87 days of not being with my family for defending myself and being taken advantage to, being used for a cause... By these, by John Pierce and Lynn Wood, 
trying to solicit, not solicit, trying to raise money so they can take it for their own benefit, not trying to set me free. So you think they could have raised the money for bail faster, but they didn't? Um, I believe it, I believe uh, sometime in September, September 5th, I want to say, they had over a million dollars. September, September 5th, I want to say, they had over a million dollars, and bail was set and able to be posted in September. So they could have had me sign the waiver for extradition and had me back in Wisconsin, and I could have been bailed out by mid-September. But they wanted to keep me in jail until November 20th. What was that like? It was, it was scary in jail. Like, you had to watch over yourself and... Not a lot of people liked me in jail until they... The funny thing is a lot of people did September. Okay. Uh, if you're... if you're, The name Lynn Wood sounds familiar. He is a uh, noteworthy defamation attorney. He successfully uh, defended Richard Jewell. You remember Richard Jewell, who was accused of the 1996 Olympic Park bombing in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he was also uh, the lead attorney in the Nicholas Sandman case, Nicholas Sandman, part of the Covington Catholic boys who uh, were smeared and defamed on media for uh, basically a hate crime going after an elderly native American man and uh, calling him all sorts of awful names. When in fact the Covington Catholic boys were just standing there, they were approached by this native American man as well as a group of black militants. And yet the Covington Catholic boys were made not, made out to be some sort of bigots and racists and whatnot. And Nicholas Sandman has gotten out-of-court settlements from the Washington Post, CNN, and is going after others as well. So Lynn Wood knows what he's doing. But he's also attained the reputation, well-earned, by the way, as being a grifter. The Rittenhouse case is an example of that. He wanted to raise more money, and it would have been more beneficial for him to raise even more money had Kyle Rittenhouse stayed in jail until November 20th, which was the 87 days from the time he was initially uh, arrested. And then, of course, Wood's involvement in Georgia for the, on behalf of the Donald Trump campaign, alleging that there was massive voter fraud that the governor and the secretary of state of Georgia both had their uh, hands all or, or weren't doing enough, I should say, to combat it and was raising money for that, despite the fact that Lynn Wood, the previous decade, maybe two decades, was an active political contributor to Democrats, Democrat candidates, including President Barack Obama on a couple of occasions. But yet we're supposed to believe now he's a Trump Republican. And maybe he was. Maybe he liked Trump and saw an opportunity with Trump, who's to say, but basically told a rally that if senators, Republican senators at the time, David Perdue and Kelly Leffler, who were running for re-election in the Georgia runoffs in January of 2021, if they didn't come out there and speak on behalf of Donald Trump, then, well, by golly, uh, we're not going to we're not going to uh, endorse your campaigns and people are going to stay home and not vote for you if you don't get out here and speak on behalf of Trump. And guess what happened? A lot of Republicans stayed home on January 5th and didn't go out and vote in the runoffs, and therefore Leffler and Purdue, Republicans, lost their races in very close margins, which gave the Democrats a majority in the Senate. How's that worked out? Not very well. 
So Lynn Wood is a well-known grifter, and he's being exposed here, and I'm glad Kyle Rittenhouse was able to go on the record and share his story about the type of individual Lynn Wood is. I mean, the guy has just said some off-the-wall crazy stuff. Like, for instance, uh, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, he's been the target of Donald Trump's ire as well as Lynn Wood and a lot of other pro-Trump people who didn't feel Brian Kemp was doing enough to combat voter fraud, even though there is nothing constitutionally that Brian Kemp can do or is obligated to do. Yet when Brian Kemp's daughter's boyfriend was killed in a car wreck, Lynn Wood cited that as some sort of karmic intervention. I mean, this is just how, what a lowlife this person is. And it's a shame because he has done some good things in helping people like Richard Jewell and Nicholas Sandman and the Covington Catholic Boys who were wrongly smeared by the media elites. Very noble things he did in helping those individuals out. But then he completely tarnishes what good graces and goodwill that he did build up in the American public with this crazy garbage that he's engaging in. So Lynn Wood's uh, 2020 uh, not going to be remembered well uh, after he is gone, that's for sure. So, uh, again, Kyle Rittenhouse, you listen to him, just an 18-year-old young man. I get it. He was in friendly territory. Tucker Carlson wasn't going to exactly uh, throw some high fastballs underneath his chin, that's for sure. But to be able to be as frank and upfront as he was in that interview, again, we just listened to a couple sound clips. Uh, kudos to him on that. So, ladies and gentlemen, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Great Network, back in a few. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn off. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. I can't breathe. This is David Horowitz. Those three words rocked the nation last year. The violence that came after George Floyd's death opened new fault lines in the American political landscape. David Horowitz's new book is entitled I Can't Breathe, How a Racial Hoax is Killing America. From Trayvon Martin and George Floyd to Michael Brown and Breonna Taylor, the Black Lives Matter movement has lied about each and every case. The new book, I Can't Breathe, explains why black lives really don't matter to the leaders of Black Lives Matter. You'll read about the goals of the BLM movement and how those goals have nothing to do with civil rights. The leaders of Black Lives Matter won't be satisfied until America is torn down and reimagined. This book tells how we can strengthen black communities and achieve freedom for everyone. Get the new book, I Can't Breathe, How a Racial Hoax is Killing America, by best-selling author David Horowitz. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Staying healthy isn't easy, especially during the holidays. Watching your diet, staying active, managing stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and effortlessly adjusts to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. 
Bring proven quality sleep home for the holidays. It's our Black Friday sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special finance and Cyber Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and are not reliable. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, Celebrating two decades on. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.